Hello, my name is Ksenia and we're here for the first podcast for the University of Alberta Financial Literacy Club. And I'm personally VP Events for the University of Alberta Financial Literacy Club and my co-host Reese here will tell you a little bit about himself as well. Well, I am a co-host of this podcast. I'm also a finance major at the University of Alberta and I'm designated as the VP Finance for the Financial Literacy Club. I'll pass it back to Sania where she's going to talk about our mission. Yeah, so our mission is to help individuals expand their financial literacy. And in our podcast, in this and future episodes, we aim to cover a large variety of financial concepts and topics. The topic of our first podcast is going to be finance interviews. We have one of our friends, Nate Lee, as our guest speaker. Hey, Nate, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in finance. Hi, my name's Nate. I am at the University of Alberta as well. I'm in the business program. I've uh, had multiple jobs and roles from being an analyst to running my own startup to selling my own startup um, to even being my own accountant for a number of years. So I'm glad to be here and uh, share what I've learned in finance and how it can help students and even new newcomers coming to Canada on what they can do. Sounds great. So we're just going to go to the first question of our podcast. And so from what we know about your background, you worked investment banking before, is that right? A while back, yep. I was at BMO Capital Markets. Great. And can you just tell us a little bit about the recruitment process that you went through and how long it takes and what were some of the challenges? Yeah, absolutely. So some of the, uh, some of the timelines on it is applying early. So they wanted me to, or they, they had applications out uh, for BMO mid-August and they started interviewing first rounds around the end of September at that time. And so that process took a couple weeks. Then you kind of wait all the way to March. Then you hear back for a stage two process. And then from there, you'll go to a more in-person process of interviewing. That's interesting. Cool. All right. Well, with that, how did you get in the door? What made your resume stand out? And did you contact any recruiters and establish relationships prior to getting in through the doors? Yeah. So... You know, for getting in the door was a little bit difficult at first. Um, one of the big things that I did was I just reached out to a lot of members on the analyst team through LinkedIn or networking events. And I just used my own personal network to find people who are already in there and just kind of ask them more questions about it um, just to see what it was all about. And from that, I was able to kind of get known on some of the teams and that kind of, I feel like that helped my process of, of getting into certain, certain aspects of banking. Okay, sounds great. And you mentioned that you actually reached out to some of the recruiters on LinkedIn. And I know for a lot of students, myself personally as well, a lot of times it's not very clear how you can approach a person of a high position working at a bank. They get a lot of emails from students already, a lot of um, kids messaging them on LinkedIn. How did you make sure that when you reach out to someone, your message would stand out and that you would hear back from the individual? I kept it fairly friendly. I think a lot of times 
fine art students come in with this very big personality when in reality they're not looking for someone who's trying to do everything in one day per se they're they're looking to feel out the type of person you are the soft skills that you have and see if you are uh, moldable or you fit in with their team right so it's it's a little different for each each bank in Canada we have big six mm -hmm. so each bank's different and even with uh, other investments banks like JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, even Blackstone, I'm sure their interview processes are all different but similar in the same aspect. Yeah, personality matters a lot. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. So what are some of the most important technical skills that most of these big investment banks are looking for? Surely students our age heading into their third year, they don't know how to do a full-blown DCF analysis or even run a set of comps. Mm -hmm. What other technical skills would you recommend they bring to the table to make their themselves look a little bit more appetizing? I think technical skill-wise is understanding Excel to a high degree. Like, you might not know how all formulas work, but having a clear understanding of the functions that are embedded in Excel do help out quite a bit, as well as with PowerPoint. I think a lot of us overlook PowerPoint as not a very powerful tool, mm -hmm. but in reality, it's used quite a bit in the pitch books of, of big investment bank companies, and it plays a big role even in your college life. That sounds good. Um, and for, like, let's just go a little bit back to the mm -hmm. basic things. So. Every recruitment starts with a cover letter and a resume, right? And mm -hmm. this is the least favorite process for most students. So when you write your cover letters or when you prepare your resume, how do you approach it? Do you make a, a customizable one for every job? Do you add some special things? Do you, what, what is your approach to writing a resume and a cover letter? So that's a good question. And uh, I actually, I actually have a few tips that might help because uh, I got tips from someone in my life that I consider an older brother, a mentor, mm -hmm. who's working in, in sales consulting at Accenture. Nice. And so one of the big things he told me is constantly updating your resume is, is a big key, mm -hmm. right? And also writing it in a way that is not sounding like you, not passively, yeah. but something that you're currently doing. So for example... Like if you worked at IGA, you're not going to say uh, counted out cash every night. You're yeah. going to say counts out cash every night. Mm -hmm. And so making it sound professional, look professional. I know there are services at the U of A that can help, but there's also other different websites that help in creating the ideal resume. Mm -hmm. Can you recall any names of the websites that could potentially help? No, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because mm -hmm. it will cost them. <laughs> that's true but uh, even even for the cover letters I think each one depending on the position mm -hmm. like they obviously don't make generic ones yeah. but at the same time you can make a generic one and just read the label it to address that certain team yeah. and I'm sure their, their software for resumes and cover letters wouldn't, wouldn't think different yeah so Cool. So that's that's pretty interesting. It's it's nice to hear that you've got that much insight and that it's been passed down through a number of different colleagues of yours. Say we get past the cover letter and resume and it makes it past the applicant tracking system, how would you recommend candidates prepare for an interview? So now with investment banking and other types of jobs uh, that are of revolving banking, 
they're leaning towards more online testing uh, before you get a personal interview. Uh, in, in recent, I've done a couple interviews for JP and Goldman Sachs and uh, I was doing online questions for them, which it's, it's hard to prepare for because you actually don't know what's going to be on them. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can go online and try to find out what the questions are like, mm -hmm. but each role that they offer is different and all the questions are different. Like yeah. For example, one of the questions that was on there was, uh, it was a memorization game where it would flash numbers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you had to type them in order. And that's probably... Yeah, I've done that one as well. <laughs> right? So it's, it's... You can prepare for that. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't try to remember all of them because they're going to be different. Yeah. It's just an ability if you have it uh, or not, right? Yeah. And even then, I think there was other questions like asking your risk tolerance in a game way. So it'd be yeah. like the balloon That one, one. I remember. For so. GP. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... Another one that I would add, um, if you have spare time or if you're really dedicated to actually getting into and passing these tests, download a little IQ tester onto your phone and just constantly do it over I do and that. over. I right? do that it, it prepares you for it, right? Mm -hmm. And when you get to the test section of the interview process, you likely haven't even spoke to a recruiter yet yeah. because there's so many people that are applying to these positions. That's if, so you, true. if you've got the background and the experience doing these tests, you're a little bit more familiar with the types of questions that are thrown at you mm -hmm. and you likely have a more analytical approach to answering these questions. Yeah. So that's probably my a piece of advice for, oh, a good one. For, for doing these interviews. Well, let's move on with some of the other questions. So you already mentioned some of the example questions or parts of recruitment mm -hmm. from your personal experience. Can you recall um, specific types of behavioral questions or technical questions that you've gotten? Mm, technical questions. I haven't really received anything too technical. It's mm -hmm. been more interpersonal. Interpersonal soft skill questions, asking you certain how you deal with certain scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, technical questions, nothing really out of the ordinary. I've had a couple questions about like Excel work and PowerPoint work, but that's about it. Nothing that would require you to do uh, a substantial amount of research or quantitative calculations. Okay, and one last question that we're gonna ask for you, Nate. Um, in your personal opinion, what are some of the do not do's uh, for recruitment processes with bank? Like, what, what do you think are some of the common mistakes that people make when they're applying or some of the mistakes that you think you have made in the past when you went through recruitment processes yeah I think again like just going back to just be yourself mm -hmm. I think the biggest issue is that you know everyone wants to get into investment banking or commercial retail or whatever whatever that role is in banking and they try to be someone that they're not most of these banks are looking for people that fit within their culture within their team mm -hmm and are exceptional in that role, right? Mm -hmm. I think if the more you are yourself and can show that you know you can be conducive and effective in helping the company or whoever you're working under achieve their goal, I think that's a big sign mm -hmm. of 
knowing where you belong and not setting off for cooters. That sounds great. Thank you, Nate. Fantastic. We appreciate your time today. I think that covers most of the time that we've got. It's running close to 15 minutes here. We like to keep our podcasts a little on the shorter side so you uh, get enough information as the viewer to, to do with that what you will on your little train commute, if that's something that you've got. All right, so that wraps it up for today. Again, we are from the Financial Literacy Club at the University of Alberta. I am the co-host, Reese, and my other co-host, Senia. We're going to be signing off here, and we'll see you guys on the next one.